my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Tyler Grant, and we had a ton to get to. We talked about uh, Trump being found liable in his civil case. Uh, we talked about uh, the arrest of George Santos, all while uh, the Biden family, it turns out, were uh, using 20 different shell corporations to hide over $10 million uh, received from foreign nationals. Um, crazy stuff there. We talked about Tucker Carlson bringing his show back and, and broadcasting directly to Twitter. Um, a lot to get to. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Tyler, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Tyler Grant. All right, guys. We're here with my brother Tyler Grant. Ty, how you been, man? Good, busy. Just keeping uh, keeping keeping the job afloat, doing some some side hustle, you know. So, how's the uh, baby daddy life? It's uh, it's tiring, and busy, and we don't really sleep, but it's good, man. <laughs> it's good. Everybody's happy and healthy. So, uh, yeah, man. Can't ask for keeping more than you that. Keeping young, bro. Oh yeah, dude. Some something like that, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. When so we you, got. When you start reading her Chesterton and Tolkien, when does that start? Is that does the bedtime story start like six months, eight months, or do you do you start that at like a year? I don't know. Probably probably six months. Probably six months for Tolkien, eight months for Chesterton. Nice. That I seems like that. legit. I'll tell you what. We've watched. Uh, I'm trying to get her started on. Uh, like I hate like new movies. I basically like the movies that my parents liked when I was a kid. Um, so I'm trying to make that happen, perpetuate that for the next generation as well. So I've been very careful with uh, what movies we've watched. So far, we've watched Clue, um, The Outlaw, Hilarious. Josie Wales, and Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, and she's two months old, by the way. So yeah, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, Goodfellas, and Clue. I mean, three classics. I'm just trying to get her started, man. I don't want her, you know, like I... You know, Groomers trying to like you're, you know Disney's trying to groom the kids and stuff. She can't watch that garbage. So I'm just getting her started on the good stuff early. There was a uh, a lefty friend of ours. You'll appreciate this. There was a lefty friend of ours who was talking about how their siblings' child they only let them watch Disney movies that had a princess or prince of color. Oh gosh. And that they were they refused to watch anything that was pre 1998 or something like that which was something oh, that seemed like a very arbitrary day but they're like yeah everything everything before that day just lacked you know some of our modern sensibilities <laughs> and we don't want our our daughter growing up in a world that doesn't recognize that blah blah blah, blah. and you're like oh, what the kid doesn't have a chance did the terrifying thing too is that they're like christians and so you're like how 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 exactly are you guys planning on adopting the Old Testament, or, or I mean, frankly, for that matter, discussing the New Testament, which I don't want to break it to you, but it uh, it was published before that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what do you think the world was like 2000 years ago you think it was yeah. uh, you think people were worried about equity yeah i you know i i don't know man like do we know like the actual like breakdown of jesus disciples like was there enough you know breakdown depending on all different sorts of you know modern sensibilities so I mean, there were not a lot of women re- not a lot of women disciples i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think there was equality among the sexes back then that is that is terrifying that is terrifying for that child i feel i feel bad for him or her T's and P's when when you send your 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 child to school for the first time. I think it's going to be like, okay, Brady, you've I'm been to school I'm, I'm seven gonna. days we're, a week. No, no, you no, got to stop going to the talk to the principal about the curriculum. No, we're we're homeschooling, man. We already decided right, that. Totally we decided man. that before she was born. It was just like, I mean, we live in Toledo, Ohio. The school system here is like, I mean, it's. I I learned how to fight in school, and that was it. I'll put sure. it that way. That was the one thing I learned. So. Um, it's just too violent. I mean, it's like, it's not even safe to send a kid to school around here and the private schools aren't much better. So, I mean, no, man, I mean, we're just going to homeschool. She'll probably graduate at 16 or whatever. And, you know, we'll spend most of our time hunting and fishing, you know, like it's, yeah, school is, it wasn't even an option for us. You know, it's just not, I mean, you couldn't pay me enough to send a child to one of these schools in this area, man. It's just not even in the cards. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. So a lot to get to. Um, let's start with the probably the least important story of the day first. Um, Trump was found civilly liable of battery in the E. Jean Carroll case. Uh, he has to pay her five million bucks. He probably didn't do anything. Um, he probably has never even met um, this person. Uh, the, the case is really thin at best. But, you know, it's a New York jury, and Trump was too lazy to show up and defend himself, so... Um, here we are. Uh, any thoughts on on this whole deal? Yeah, I don't know. It just it, there's a reason why we have statute of limitations, and and people are familiar with um, I don't know all the all the different ways that we curate evidence, and it just seems like everything else these days is a very political um, trial, and uh, you know I I doubt the precedent that this sets will lead to anything but really negative outcomes for our society and i'm i you know we you, we talked a little bit before about whether or not it made sense for trump to show up and i just view being in the same room with this person political suicide for trump and you know maybe he would have gotten gotten off but i don't think it's going to really have any sort of you know impact on him outside of his already declining um numbers with women which he's going to have to figure that out and i think like like trump said i think it's there's just scandal, scandal after scandal is not going to really matter. It's going to be whatever happens in October of 2024 is going to be what dictates uh, what happens um, in November of 2024. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's all part of the Democrats' strategy that the press and the Democrats, I mean, their their game is just to hit Trump with like a just a blunderbuss of nonsense. You know, all the lawsuits. There's still the the Georgia one, by the way, that's come down the pike here. Um, and, and they always make sure they have Democrat judges and juries. You know, they can get Trump on just about anything. Facts don't really matter. But, you know, at the same time, part of their, their whole strategy is, like, you know, they're hitting him with all this stuff, but they're also kind of going easy on him. You know, they're bringing him on CNN tonight, and they're just attacking Ron DeSantis with everything they have to try to make sure Trump is the nominee, knowing he can't beat Biden, you know, which is smart. I mean, it's evil and dishonest and shameful, but it's probably a smart strategy. It's, it's what I would be doing if I were them, I suppose. I just... I do think that DeSantis needs to 
shit or get off the pot, candidly. Like, it's just we're at this point where it's time to run for president. If he, if the legislative session is done in Florida, it's time for him to, to make some moves. Because if not, he's not going to have the you know, professional political, you know, politicos come down from D.C. or across the country to help him out if they don't necessarily know that he's running for president. And, I, you know, and he does sound like he's got a massive war chest. It is very, very weird to watch corporate media, how much they are tied to the success and failure of Trump and how much he helped their ratings and numbers and their fear mongering that they did in, in 20, you know, throughout 2016 to 2020. Not not surprising that they're going to try to get him on to sort of a puff, uh, puff Trump hurt uh, DeSantis kind of move. It's it's really sad. It's really, really, really sad. But, you know, it's it's funny watching them tee him up to be the guy and then they can just trash him through the general. Um, But, you know, we'll see. The poll that came out the other day was really positive for Trump and super duper negative for Biden. And I'm actually really, really surprised. I mean, I think you and I talked like a year and a half or two years ago about how we thought, or at least I thought that there would be scandal after scandal after scandal leading up to the two year mark so that it could tee up Biden making some sort of announcement at the beginning of his third or second and a half year of his presidency saying, Hey, I'm not going to do it anymore. And then opening the door for you know Kamala, Gavin Newsom, et cetera, to get in the get in the race, but it that didn't happen. And now we're seeing sort of a very late push of some of these scandals and things that are making Biden look worse and worse by the day. Like all the immigration stuff, the shell company stuff that came out today, the you know all the Hunter Biden stuff that's been lingering in the background, but is now you know suddenly corporate media has, has you know pulled the embargo on it. We're able to talk about it again. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like a little too late, like getting a campaign apparatus going now. If someone wasn't already thinking about it, it's going to be pretty, pretty difficult to hit the ground running by the time a primary happens. Yeah, I mean, how bad are those internals for Democrats that they believe Biden is a safe bet? I mean, the numbers on Newsom and, and Kamala and all these, I mean, they must just be absolute trash. Because, I mean, dude, they're savage. Democrats are, and not just the, the politicos, man, even the voters, like— you have to respect how just absolutely savage Democrats are. Like they only care about winning. You know, I wish I wish Republicans had one one hundredth of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish they cared one tenth as much about actual victory as the Democrats. That's all they care about. All they care about is winning and crushing us. Um, so they know. I mean, they will. They don't care, man. They don't care. I mean, they would run the devil if they thought the devil could win. I mean, it's like they will. They would do, they'll do anything to beat Republicans. It's their only like victory is their only principle. You know, it's their only value. Um, so the fact that they're sticking with Biden must mean that they know the rest of them are just dead in the water, um, which is probably true. I mean, honestly, like Joe Biden had Alzheimer's in 2020. <laughs> I mean, like he has declined more, I think. But like they didn't care. Democrats and independents didn't care in 2020. They're not going to care in 2024 either. Um, they just hate Trump so much they'll vote for a dead man. I mean, they'll vote for anybody. Um, but I think DeSantis, like, uh, you know, he was always going to wait till after the legislative session's over. And so I, I, I guess he's going to announce by the end of the month. And it was, it was weird. I was having a conversation with a buddy this morning. He's like, man, I just, I want DeSantis to, to, to get in. Like, why is he waiting so long? I'm like, dude, before 2016, people used to announce in like August, like July or August, that was standard. Um, like Ted Cruz announcing in like March or April of 20. 15 was like unheard of like why would anybody announce this soon um so it's like i don't know everything's just kind of changed and we're in this constant 
campaign mode now, which is annoying because, <laughs> you know, I'd love to talk about other things. But, you know, I, I, I think DeSantis is going to get in soon. And honestly, like I that poll was encouraging that showed both DeSantis and Trump beating Biden. But I just don't believe it, man. I think I think it's just all a part of the Democrat strategy. The Democrats know that Trump's the easiest candidate to beat and they're just going to try to fluff him up and 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 drag DeSantis down and make sure Trump's the guy. Because I just don't think, and you mentioned it earlier with this E. Jean Carroll thing, like it doesn't hurt him with the base. It doesn't hurt him with like most GOP voters, but and Trump more than likely didn't do anything wrong and probably hasn't even met this woman, but it does hurt him among women. Like white suburban women are extraordinarily susceptible to propaganda. And unfortunately they decide who wins and who loses. So you know, I think it will hurt him among the people he actually needs to win back, and he's done nothing to win those people back anyway. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I almost feel like it's DeSantis or bust in 2024. I just don't think anybody else can win. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be tricky. I, I still think DeSantis has, has some issues, and I think he—it's like everything with—I mean, if you think about, like, physics, for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction— a lot of what the push has been in Florida with some of the culture war stuff is just throttling a pushback from the left that is going to be decisive to your point about how how fierce some of those moves can be. And I'm I'm curious to see if they're allowing the right to be so in on DeSantis, knowing that you know he's a guy. While why they haven't also gone on the offensive against him to kind of take him out or discourage him from getting in. And we just haven't seen any of that. So I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what they have on him to make it, uh, you know, to discourage him or beat him when he actually comes. Because, I mean, someone is having that conversation at the DNC right now to say, yeah, if he gets in, we got we have something. Because if not, they would be they would be doing exactly what Trump is doing, which is showing, hey, this is going to be what it's going to be like if you get in this game. So they, they don't have anything because they're just mirroring the Trump lies. <laughs> I was going to say attacks, but I mean, Trump is just making stuff up about Ron DeSantis. And uh, so he's and the corporate media is just going along with it. I mean, they're just broadcasting the Trump campaign stuff. Um, all of Trump's like stupid paid Twitter people and stuff. And then, you know, CNN, the New York Times are are reposting that stuff verbatim. Um, I don't really think they have anything else on DeSantis because the main attack it, minus the the Trump stuff, the main attack from the corporate press on DeSantis is literally that he's mean. Like, he's so mean. He's mean to trans people. Or, or whatever. You know, he's mean. He's so mean to Disney. He's mean to Mickey Mouse. It's like, all right, if your line of attack is that he's mean, like, you're really scraping the bottom, bottom of the barrel there. So that leads me to believe they really don't have much. You know, he seems pretty solid in his personal life. I'd be shocked to find out he was, you know, banging other chicks or stuff like that. I just don't think that's going to come out. Um, so I think I don't know, man. I don't think they have much. Yeah, that's probably that's probably right. Maybe I we'll see. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a weird mess. I think it's uh, it's only gonna get uglier. And the fact that the Biden administration has no idea what's going on, and they every day is a very very extremely reactive type of political hue that they put on things rather than any sort of proactive action of the economy or of immigration, or of healthcare, or of student loan stuff. I mean, it's uh, inflation, banking. It's just the the scandals keep keep coming up without any sort of anticipatory response, and that's not uh, it's not my favorite position to be in, especially participating in, in finance like I do. So, yeah. But, I mean, all so. they can do, all the Biden regime can do, is rely on the press to try to 
prop them up. I mean, they can't. They, what can they point to? I mean, there's tens of thousands of illegal immigrants crossing the border every day. There's a bank failing every 48 hours at this point. I mean, you know, the inflation's still sky high. Uh, you know, they're they're coming down on this this government shutdown fight that isn't going to look good for anybody. I mean, they they don't really have any. I mean, look at the the foreign policy is an absolute mess. I mean, look, they've sent 130 billion dollars to Ukraine with no end in sight. I mean, it's just, it's an absolute mess. So it's like, all they can do is kind of spin it and use the press to, to spin it. They they can't, they have no leg to stand on here. So I guess it makes sense. Um, well, one thing that's interesting, uh, and I haven't really talked much about the Tucker Carlson thing because like, I don't have cable. I've, I've never watched cable news. Like I've literally haven't had cable since 2010. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I'm not, I don't really have a dog in this fight, but, um, Tucker Carlson is bringing his show back and will be broadcasting straight to Twitter, um, which is an interesting part to me. Apparently, he's foregoing uh, $25 million from Fox to get out of the non-compete clause. I think he's going to do monster numbers. We never, we've never had somebody like this, at least nobody famous like this, broadcast directly to Twitter. Um, but I think he's going to do monster numbers. I don't know if we're going to find out the numbers accurately like we do with cable news, but I have to imagine he's going to kill it, man. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean... Tucker Carlson was that I mean that's what the body blow to Fox was is that Tucker Carlson was their biggest showrunner and he was wasn't he like the next two or three people combined as far as evening viewership on prime time yeah so something I mean like you're, that. you're talking about one of the largest most popular players in the space walking away from a major legacy media outlet and just saying I can just go on Twitter get a bunch of subscribers and make basically the same amount of money but with all of of the versatility and freedom that that allots i can't see why that won't be a successful thing for him i'm very interested to see how fox and others have to retaliate because if if they just see this working and other hosts and other news outlets see this i mean that's a that's a death sentence for them so i would be very very surprised if fox doesn't continue their little trickle out to media matters with their little their little clips that kind of make tucker look more personable but they're like we got him with this one (laughs) i don't know if you've seen those yeah they're pretty great um where he's like talking to his like makeup artist or shooting the shit with his like off off camera like producer that's standing by some of the 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 cameras that are on set um but yeah no we'll see we'll see how it goes i mean twitter allowing for sort of a patreon model with uh with their content creators and Elon Musk being very, very sensitive to his large uh, content creators. I'm sure that it's a big move for them to get him on there full time. So, yeah. And I just generally like Tucker and envy his life having (laughs) nice wife that, that they seem to have a really great, fun, loving relationship, a handful of kids and he is a you know big fisher guy with a couple houses across the across the country where he can just relax and hang out pretty great so yeah he's he's pretty much living the dream man he goes fly fishing every single day before work i, mean, I go fishing a lot but not every day <laughs> that is definitely uh the goal man but anything that humiliates and degrades the corporate press is just fine by me man i mean put these clowns out of business all of them I mean, like Joe Rogan having the biggest show ever is great. You know, he he does like, I don't know, 12 million, you know, viewers per show. And the success of of other podcasts and alternative news sites is is great. That's all well and good. But I think it'll do some real damage to corporate media that one of their own leaves and 
becomes even bigger than he than he does before, which is what I think is going to happen to Tucker. And I mean, Tucker has been embedded in corporate media for like 30 years. I mean, he's worked for all of the the cable news and he's worked for CNN and MSNBC and Fox. And he's just been in that game forever. Like he is a corporate media guy. And the the veil of, of superiority around corporate media is going to start looking really stupid to even normies. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like people aren't going to stop respecting these people, which is great because they deserve absolutely no respect. Um, when they see somebody leave that world and become even bigger doing the exact same thing. So I think, I don't know, man, it's all, it's all positive. It's all positive for me. Anything that can bring these people down is, is fantastic in my book. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the lack of competition, you know, you've seen to your point about how different people have come out in different mediums and participated in the marketplace and they've tried to push back and cancel and whatever. And they can't because, you know, these people are more popular and bigger than they are. And everyone has seen time and time again. I mean, there's the amount of people that have been red built in 2020 with Kavanaugh, with, you know, any number of major corporate media, just straight up lies or, or, you know, uh, misinformation kind of ops it's just it's just sad it's it's horrible to watch and people have people got tired of it they watched it they saw reality the media pointed to the sky and said it's green and they knew it was blue and we saw it's blue and then reality turned out that it was blue and here we are you know people don't want to people don't want to participate in that anymore they want a diversity of news sources they want to get information from a lot of different people they want sort of a more democratic news organization apparatus where there isn't a couple guys at the top pulling the strings on narratives and those narratives are echoed in large part by our political parties and people are sick of that and they want to move on from that and Tucker Carlson breaking that mold by being fired seemingly at the whim of uh, Rupert Murdoch kind of seems like it might be one of the one of these tipping points so yeah and to the point, I mean, dude, there's so many of these reports. I mean, you and I have talked about our just loathsome hatred for some of these people. Dude, these are these are not like these are not like TV reporters, which are like the people that are just the most like like oh yeah, I care about the truth, and yeah, like I get it wrong sometimes, but like overarchingly, my my view is to try to get to the truth. Dude, these people are like the scumbag hanger-ons on like the boat of democracy in our public institutions and yeah. of everything and they just sort of barnacle on and they want they get the free food at the little parties and they stuff their faces they're just like the cretins that like write little gossip things and they don't want to they don't want to mess with people that are super powerful because they want to get invited to the parties and they want to get invited to miami and yeah. they want to go to the cool exclusive clubs in new york and be able to like you know sit in the soho house and be like oh gosh tell me about your whatever like that's their thing man that's why all these people their talent level begins and ends with regurgitation of any number of things that AP puts out or what they hear from different politicians and why they, they never actually bow up against the powers that be. Like they're supposed to be the, you know, the counter agent to the political, you know, the politicos and our branches of government that say one thing and they're supposed to ask questions about that. And instead they're, you know, more and more, the propaganda arm of Hollywood or New York or any, you know, any DC conglomerate, uh, you know, shadow organization that says, here's what we want the narrative to be. And they'll do it. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah, man. It's disgusting. I mean, look at, look at the behavior of the press today. 
I mean, just watch what they do over the course of today. So this morning, uh, they arrested old uh, old George Santos, if that's his real name. <laughs> that is, we don't really know. We don't really know. Uh, Bro, for, I, but they, all I want, all I want is a fire festival Hulu or Netflix documentary about that, yes. bro. I yes. would watch every minute of that. Yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah, man. Yep. I mean, oh, I just dude, want to hook that guy him, up to a... him and Billy McFarlane in the same <laughs> yes. room with like Elizabeth Holmes. That would be God. Just like the worst. Just like the worst people in the world. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, okay, so they get George Santos, the artist formerly known as George Santos, <laughs> for uh, for money laundering, <laughs> among other things, a lot, a lot of other things. It was a real laundry list. And, you know, he did it. He probably deserved it. Also, this morning, what did, what the did house they get over... him on? I, I saw it, but I didn't it was see money, it. It was like... money laundering mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the same right, day right. that the House Oversight Committee releases proof that the Biden family used a network of 20 different shell companies to launder over $10 million received from foreign nationals. And the corporate press will spend today trying to tell me that I should care more about some moron freshman congressman than the most powerful man in the history of the world collecting millions from Ukraine and the Chinese Communist Party and getting away with it. I mean, that, that's, who the, that's, that's what a journalist is in this country. They oh, will God. report on George, George Santos, but not the most powerful man in charge of the most powerful military in the history of the world. I mean, it's pathetic, man. That's, that's who these people are. Dude, it's gonna be amazing. I I can already see it. To your point, like on CSNBC, M- MSNBC, all that mess, they're gonna have like, they're gonna have like a tax attorney that's gonna get on there and say, hey, here here are the differences here. What Joe Biden did was actually like very sophisticated and interesting um, wealth planning, and it's uh, <laughs> it's an interesting way to structure a way to make sure that your grandchildren actually receive the benefits most of the of most you of gain. Them. Most of your and grandchildren. It, yeah, it, it, and you know, it's not... Not the seventh, oh, not, right, not, right. not the youngest grandchild. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, Hunter Biden can attend strip clubs, but he doesn't have to... Yeah, no. Bizarre. Bizarre. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll see that going on there and giving very sophisticated takes about, you know, actually, this is a way to preserve wealth. And it's not uncommon for members of Congress... To amass <laughs> unbelievable, like millions and millions of dollars of wealth, making like $150,000 a year, um, you know that, that's not uncommon. So, and it's not a pay for pay to play scheme. These were just in kind contributions, and and it's very similar to the Clinton Foundation in that, you know, these were these were just very generous international people that were just trying to, you know, they were just trying to to donate, just trying to make the world better. However, what George, you know, what George Santos did, I was at Soros, whatever. Um, <laughs> that would be really, dude. I can't you see him doing that too, George, <laughs> George Santos, being like, all right, guys, here's what we do. Here's how we, here's how we get the heat off. We're gonna legally change our name to George Soros. <laughs> 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 they can't write anything bad about us in corporate media forever, dude. That'd be really. We should do that. I, I'm sure, dude, they might do that, actually. That'd be pretty specific. I mean, you know if Biden ever talks about, and he doesn't talk to the press very often, once every few months, but if he does bring between up George Between the Santos, hours of you, 11 and 3. Yeah, between the hours of 11 and 3. You know he's going to call him George Soros. But, oh, man, this sure. report's bad sure. from the House Oversight Committee, by the way. 16 of these, these shell corporations were created when Joe Biden was vice president. I mean, like, these people have been living high in the hog, man, on illegal influence peddling for a long time. I mean, which, it's a great gig. If you can get it, you know, but the absolute shamelessness of these people and, and also 
the CIA. Not, I mean, we we know about the the letters signed by all these former CIA directors and FBI directors and such. Um, but active CIA agents, the the current active CIA, was soliciting signatures for the letter claiming the Russian or the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was was Russian disinformation. I mean, these people have the entire federal bureaucracy supporting them. The CIA will do whatever they have to do to help Democrats get elected, no matter what they're doing, no matter how corrupt, no matter how many communists they're in bed with. It doesn't matter, you know. But but we're going to spend the entire week talking about George Santos. I mean, oh, it is sure. just for this sure. is the most damning report I've ever seen, certainly from a sitting president, but just about any sitting politician. The press isn't I even mean, going to touch it. I, I want someone. I want I want one of these one of our esteemed reporting class individuals. I want them to draw me a Venn diagram of morality between the the, the the perfect phone call between Trump and Zelensky and the influencing the influence peddling of Biden that came out in this report that is just the surface level of apparently what we know, but we're talking already like millions. So I, I, just, I want someone to explain to me what what is morally different than the, those two circumstances and are those impe- impeachable offenses i'm just i'm just curious i i, I want to know i want them to explain that to me yeah because they feel one feels a lot worse than the other one did and the other one never really felt any particular way to me so yeah i would love to hear about that That'd i mean where's where's uh, i mean where's kevin mccarthy like why haven't they filed impeachment papers yet I mean, yeah. I really thought, like, they really should just impeach him every week for something different. I mean, there's enough there, you know. I don't know why they're they're holding back. You might as well impeach the guy while he's still president, you know. I don't get it. I, I, I honestly do think the GOP should start playing by the Democrats' rules, man. Just impeach people for no reason, you know. We're just know. not good at it. We're just not good at it, though. Yeah. There, there, we, there's so many Republicans that don't have the resolve to, like— do the things that are necessary to maintain any sort of semblance of law and order in this country and, and normalcy and protecting our institutions. They're, they're so worried about, Oh gosh, like people are going to look at me funny at my country club and I I might not get invited on such and such celebrities yacht. It's like, dude, shut up, man. Like no one cares. Like people are literally living paycheck to paycheck in this country because of, all the different actions that corporate America has taken over the past couple of years, in addition to the Fed, like these are these are serious times. It's not about like, oh gosh, I hope I hope my kid can get into this one private school, and if I don't do the right thing in in Congress, like people are going to look at me a funny way, and that's not going to happen. It's like, dude, actually do some sacrifice. That'd be great. Versus what all these people, um, I'm doing my best to not curse on your podcast <laughs> no, um, but uh but yeah the you know all these guys want to do which is just like trading stocks making millions off of you know insider knowledge it's very it's very frustrating man we need we need a time of patriots and all we have is a time of um that'd be a really cool alliteration that i could do right there but i'm not doing it so. <laughs> yeah i mean republicans just aren't I mean, it's it's not just the, the leadership. It's not just the politicians, but it is the voters, too, man. Republicans are just not serious about winning. They're not serious about winning in the same way Democrats are. Republicans are content to play by the the Queensberry rules. You know, don't you know, don't step out of line. Just let them just what let the Democrats walk all over you. Like it is very few 
Republicans, whether it be the the pundits, the politicians, or even the voters, are willing to look outside and realize what time it is. Because right. I mean, what have you done? Like, what have you conserved? Like, what have you done? What have you saved? Nothing. I mean, like, the world is burning down around you. The Democrats are consolidating power in every area of government and getting away with these preposterous crimes. I mean, from, from the, the Biden crime family, I mean, this is serious stuff. I mean, this should land, if they if these people were Republicans, they'd be in prison the rest of their lives. You look at Andrew Cuomo, Gretchen Whitmer, these people sending thousands of old people to die in nursing homes and, and just getting away with it. You know, it's just like these people, they, my, my goodness, Democrats are laughing in your faces, <laughs> and you're too afraid to fight back. And, and you see like a... And then somebody does fight back like a Ron DeSantis, and you get Nikki Haley out there like, oh, no, Disney, no, come come to move Disney World to South Carolina. I'll introduce you to the governor. Like, we're not mean Republicans here. Like, we just, we, we let companies groom kids whenever they want, you know, because, like, you know, the Chamber of Commerce would, lo- would love you to, to, to come to South Carolina. It's like, dude, that is not the kind of Republican we need right now. <laughs> My goodness. Like, the enemy is at the gates. And you have these 1990s-style Republicans with their just mealy-mouthed nonsense, man. It's pathetic. Dude, it's so weird, too, because it's one of those, like, for Disney specifically, it's it's not going to happen. Like, let me just let me just lay it out there. Like, no. it would require... A trillion dollars. A, yeah, a, like, a shocking, a shocking thing that made... Like, if, if Ron DeSantis was like, you can't cross the border into Florida, which would be, like, federally impossible. But if he did that... Be like, okay, maybe we gotta move things. Beyond that, like, are is is Nikki Haley and Co. thinking that like, w- you know, Walt is gonna throw Space Mountain on the back of an eighteen wheeler and just haul it to <laughs> South Carolina? Like, I got a big old bridge to sell you. There is, I mean, to your trillions of dollars, trillions, just sitting there, just like seventy five years of infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, it's like. like this is it's, not it's how a, it works. It's man. more complicated than a, than most cities. Yes, like, they're not gonna. They're not gonna dig it up, bro. And and there's a reason why it's in Florida. Let me just tell you, there's a reason why it's in California. It's because it can be open. To yeah, man. Three sixty. They're not gonna move it. Stop saying weird stuff. It's so I know. weird. It's the argument. It's just such a throwback to the bad old days, <laughs> too, when Republicans won absolutely nothing and just got steamrolled on every cultural issue. It's like. And, dude, like, my instincts as a libertarian is to just be like, whatever, people can do whatever they want. Like, that is, like, that's where my brain goes. That's just the way I'm wired. But, bro, look around. Like, what has seeding cultural issues to Democrats, where has that gotten you? It has your buddies ruining your that kid's life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this complete indoctrination of children and parents and just destroying the lives of future generations. Like, that's what it's got. Like, DeSantis is right, and some of these few Republicans that have balls are right to fight the left. I mean, it, Republicans are right to, to boycott Bud Light. Yeah, they should. They should. Make make these companies feel some pain, man. Make the shareholders feel some pain. Like, it's we've ceded all of these issues to the left for 100 years, and it has not worked out well. <laughs> it has not. I mean, look at our culture. Look at the degeneracy around you. Like, it just doesn't work, man. The whole hands-off approach just does not work. And and to your and to your point, it's it when Republicans have like a very articulable solution, and we we've talked about this before on the show, and 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 we've talked about it privately as well. Like, what is the unifying principle of this country? And if the Republicans don't articulate that point and articulate what that actually means, the left will articulate it, 
And when the left articulates it, the answers that they provide, I don't agree with, you don't agree with, and they lead us down this death spiral. Yeah. However, if the Republicans can come up to and the closest that they get is about law and order, because that's something that people can very easily see that it's a visceral like, thing that's right in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. But when Republicans can't really articulate like the role of the family in society, like what that actually means, the role of like protection of property, the protection of like your job actually having value and value for you and your family and that leading to some sort of long-term um, success in your community or the thriving and, and building of our personal communities, our own infrastructure, our own companies, our own resources. Like when we can't do that and we have no sort of national identity, then all we are is just like America is a place where you can just buy more shit. And if that's if that's the answer, if, if, if literally America only stands for, hey, like we're we're better than like Central America. We're better than a lot of places in South America. We're generally better than like Asia. And like we're kind of like Europe, but we're Europe without all like the the stuffiness or like, you know, you can't you can't move to Europe or, you know, the coast of Italy and build like a home. Like it's just already it's so like developed and whatever. It's just not really like a realistic thing to do. Um and if that's if that's the answer, like how how long could that possibly sustain itself as a as a country? Like there there have yeah. to be unifying principles, especially when you and I have talked about before the complete lack of people that were getting to join our military, and it, and that opens up a whole different thing. But you know we have a mental health crisis in this country, and when when you're asking about it and what that actually means, what all what comes out inevitably is anxiety, depression, like. Why are we having these conversations? Like, what is making everyone so anxious and depressed? Well, could it be the fact that everything now is just broken down where people's actual value systems, like very few people believe in, in Christ anymore. Very few people believe in some sort of um, religion or higher power or a centralizing principle that grounds them to a society. Hmm. Maybe we should, um, maybe we should ask some questions about that. That seems, that seems, uh, seems important. Why, why are like young men increasingly finding like, no value in work they don't have any sort of like sexual relationships or they are not getting married or they're just living you know these meaningless lives they're having testosterone issues etc like maybe maybe we should explore these problems like maybe there's some some real things and when republicans fail to articulate these issues in an actual through line of what we're trying to do as a party rather than hey we're not those guys you know like we're not joe biden we're we're something else but we're not that I don't, I don't know that that actually resonates with people. And, and to my, our point earlier, I don't know that that gets women back to the table for sure. Yeah. But you start saying like, hey, you know, these people lied to you. These people told you sell your soul, sell your body to corporate America by waiting a really long time to have kids and not, you know, not participating in like dating and relationships and being, you know, girl boss in it or whatever. Like that was a lie. And like yeah. actually like, having families and building your community and whatever rather than like moving to New York and like hoping you become famous on TikTok. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's like, maybe that's different. Maybe it's, maybe there's, there, maybe there's something else, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I went, I went for a while there. You, you, no, no. you jumped. What, what do you, what do you think? No, I, I totally agree more. And that, that I, I couldn't agree more, I should say, but I, no, I know you're out of time actually. So we, <laughs> I got to let you run, but, uh, Ty, you're not on Twitter very much. Where can everybody, uh, if they do some digging online, where can they follow you, keep in touch, all that good stuff? Dude, I'm like hanging out on Instagram a little bit. I don't know, man. I, I love posting little pics of my flowers. 
been been in the rose game pretty heavily lately. Flowers and airplanes, man. Flowers, flowers and airplanes. Hopefully blueberries soon. <laughs> God, if I can. Heck yeah, do the, the do the tax bennies though. I will say on that, pretty sweet farmland, U.S. I will say that's the the one DeSantis thing. I don't know if you saw this. We didn't talk about this, but a uh, DeSantis saying that Chinese nationals can't buy land in Florida. Pretty cool. Why were Chinese nationals or any foreign nationals allowed to buy farmland in the United States to begin with? Great questions. That, like that's Great like questions. That's like the I don't maybe I'm just a total idiot, but I posed that question on Twitter and never got a good answer. Everybody's comments were like either like, oh don't worry, it's it's a red scare, don't worry about China, you know, like uh, European countries buy more farmland than China. I was like, I okay, fine. Let's say that's true. I don't know one way or the other. Why are any foreign nationals buying ag land in the United States? I mean, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. food production is pretty important. I just don't. Un- it's like I'm an anarchist. I don't even believe government should exist, but they do. And you would think if you're a government, say maybe the first thing you'd want to do is stop other governments from buying the land where you produce food. I don't know. I'm a simple man, Ty. I don't know. I, maybe I don't understand. Dude, I, you're just asking questions. You know, just, like just it, it, it just seems man. it seems weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe 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 one of your listeners has the answer, but it it seems weird to me. I mean, it's not all it's not all all different types of farmland, but that uh, that foreign nationals can buy there. There are limitations, but it it seems weird to me that we would allow we don't allow them to build you know a a tank factory. You know, we don't do that. We don't allow them to, to purchase and own certain types of infrastructure in the United States. We don't do that, CFIUS, et cetera. But it seems weird to me that you would want to allow a foreign national to have a possessory and majority stakeholder position in an American enterprise that they could unilaterally screw with to promote and make sure that their products coming to market would always win. Yep. That seems seems weird, seems odd that we would hurt American consumers in that way. But I, that's just me, man. I'm just asking questions. I'm I mean, I'm, questions. you know, like I said, simple man, very limited understanding. You'd think in some kind of negotiation or say hostage situation, right? You know, food is a uh, provides a lot of leverage. At least I would think. But I'm just asking questions. I don't know. What do I know? Indeed. Indeed. Everybody, if you can, find him online. Go follow follow Ty. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.